I was watching the Donald Trump's address and message, the State of the Union, and uh, especially the part. <coughs> this is not a political meeting, by the way. Uh, <laughs> the part that um, he start, he gave out acknowledgement and honouring different people. Uh, a lot of us have seen that. I was sitting here and I felt like I wish I, it's in that type of situation, I love to honor people like Ember. Yeah, and, and I forgot your name. So beautiful. Jasmine. Oh, you know the names of people already. You're from New South Wales. Yeah, so well done, Ember, and, and the rest of the church. We had a beautiful time with them <clears throat> the other Sunday. But today we give thanks to God <clears throat> for this uh, beautiful location. Big thank you to uh, Stephen Paul, Pastor Reverend Dr. Stephen Paul that's here with us. Uh, I feel like uh, commissioning you as an official Hosanna Pastor Stephen. You've been with us through the good times and the hard times and uh, when someone turned off Turn on the, that alarm system while you were preaching. I'm sure you've forgiven us. Eh? Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Hallelujah. And, and the rest of the team at the front here, sorry, I don't know your name. Big thank you to Pastor Howard, <coughs> Honorable Howard, and uh, his lady Maureen. Thank you for coming, joining us here in this place. The Secretary of Hosanna Movement, Hosanna Ministry. Yeah, and today I want to give thanks to the Baptist, acknowledging uh, the Baptist that Stephen. Let's give a hand for the Lord. We, uh, the Hosanna is not a denomination, it's just a ministry under the Baptist family of churches. And we thank God. 2009, uh, just over 10 years ago, when uh, David Loder uh, launched our new church, he also launched the Hosanna Network. So we give thanks to God for the ministry of the Baptist Union that we are part of. <clears throat> last week, we opened another church. We opened a uh, church last Saturday. So we are having here Pastor Re uh, Reynold and May, let's give them a hand. So good to have you here. They are working with the uh, Uniting Church and at the opening, I said, we are now, there's a new partnership be between the Baptists and the Uniting. So uh, we are united in Jesus Christ, hallelujah. So wonderful to have you here. And, and the rest of our pastors that are able to come and our friends, our family and everybody else that are here. Welcome and thank you for coming today. Yeah, that we can come here. What I just said, we give thanks to Lord to the Lord for this wonderful opportunity. Kia everybody. I thank God this church is a multicultural church and it's a church for all nations. It's always our vision and it's always part of the gospel. And the Great Commission to make disciples of all nations. Hallelujah. So, uh, <clears throat> this day is, uh, of course, is the, Lord, the day that the Lord has made. We are here to rejoice and we uh, be glad in it. And uh, Mount Refuge, yeah, a, a long journey. A big uh, thank you, Pastor Abraham. Thank you so much. And uh, your beautiful, and our beautiful church. And uh, we give thanks to the Lord for. Uh, your big heart, Abraham, it's, it's one of those people you either like him or you, you criticize him. <coughs> yeah. 
and you better watch out. You know that old song, better watch out, because he will come and tell you what he thinks about you. <laughs> so uh, well done, Natu. Yes, it's a good friend. We long way uh, back many, many years. And uh, uh, some years ago when he came to me, yes, we, walk, we always walk on the mountain. And uh, no wonder he called his church the Mount, the Mount Refuge. However, it's, it's a biblical reason. But uh, he came the other day and said, I think we need to go and start a church in Australia. I said, you go? And he said, no, you come with me. Let's go. So here we are. Thank God that uh, for power of vision and, and, and hearing the voice of God. Uh, testimonies, beautiful. Hearing that, Jasmine, so beautiful. Standing up here and, yeah, this is the will of God. Amen. So wonderful church. Mount Refuge. Why Mount Refuge? We've heard the story of Mount Refuge this morning. Uh, the last couple of months, I've been uh, meditating and, and speaking about this whole topic about mountain, the mountain of God. And it's a revelation that's keep revealing and it's getting bigger and bigger in terms of uh, uh, <clears throat> ideas from God and what this whole thing is all about. I love walking mountains. We walk a lot of mountains. Last month, now we are now in February, and uh, we were walking, we always walk Mount Kufa, and we, we had a tour in New Zealand last month, and we walk around a lot of mountains in New Zealand, including Mount Cook. Mount Cook is the tallest mountain in New Zealand. It was a beautiful time of walking there, and also this place in Queenstown is a beautiful place. Uh, that place where the gondola goes up, and it's almost like this angle. It's not this, this way. Abraham walked on this level, but I walk on that level. So it's, it's a little bit different in the terms of your diaphragms and, and your lungs and, and your heart. So we was a, was a mountain that way. Uh, I just want to let you know the mountains I've been walking. And also in Mount Cook. It's a beautiful place. Uh, Edwin, Edward uh, Hill. See, Edward went up there and conquered the first mountain. So, this mountain stuff. And then, I've been invited in December to speak at the conference in Dunedin and other places. And this is interesting. Uh, don't worry, I'm preaching now. Uh, we'll connect to what the mountain of refugees is all about. I went to Dunedin and uh, from there, I've been traveling the last two, basically two months, all across New Zealand, talking about this thing called this mountain thing. So... I went there, I arrived there after a lot of, couple of weeks of asking, What's, what do you want me to talk about? No one replied, no program, and then when, when we arrived there at this conference, uh, they gave me the program to speak about, and then I said, God, what should I talk about? And then the church that hosted the conference was called the Menorah Prayer, Mountain of Prayer. And then, yeah, it's another... Uh, church, part of this uh, com uh, company ministry. It was a beautiful moment. Then in Wellington is the same church and I spoke about the mountain. So <clears throat> this morning, I want to talk about the mountain again because we are here in Mount Refuge and uh, Mount Refuge, the word refuge is basically a place where we come, we run to when we need help, when we need shelter, we need a place of protection like as in the book of Psalm 91 it talks about uh, <clears throat> coming under the can someone bring that man right up to the front here welcome Rob see my hand for this pastor walking in it's part of the body of Christ 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, this is a beautiful thing about God that we are united together. Welcome, Pastor Rob. Anyway, going back to the mountain of refuge, I know that it's a place that we run to to get uh, direction and, and get covered and, and in the presence of God. Psalm 91, you also talk about those who come under the shelter of the Almighty God. So uh, if you have your Bible there with you, you can turn to the book of... Um, I'll give you some ideas about this mountain, uh, <clears throat> the mountain of God. Book of Hebrews 12. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 9, uh, 18 to 22. Hebrews 12, 18, 22. This is a story, if you uh, look at those verses... It talks about the mountain of fear and the mountain of joy, if you're using NIV. A mountain of fear and a mountain of joy. There are two mountains here. And it says, you have not come to a mountain that can be taught and that is burning with fire, to darkness, gloom, and storm. It's basically talking about the two mountains, the Mount Sinai, and Mount Zion. We are familiar with those stories of this mountain. And it says here, you have not come to the mountain that can be taught, and that is burning with fire, to darkness, gloom, and storm, to a trumpet blast, or such a voice speaking words, that those who heard it begged that no further word be spoken to them. Verse 20, because they could not bear what was commandment commanded if even an animal touches the mountain it must be stoned to death the sight was terrifying that Moses said I am I am trembling with fear this is the mountain Zion you know what happened in the story uh, of that mountain when Moses was there and every amazing thing that happened there and Moses said this is a very dangerous mountain I am terrified I'm trembling to stand in this mountain. And then in verse 22 he says, But you have come, come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the church of all, to the spirits of the righteous men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. If you understand those verses, there is a differentiation between the two mountains. One is Mount Zion, another mountain is, is Mount Sinai. Mount Sinai, there was fear, there is judgment, there is a lot of things happening to that mountain. But there is a call to come over to Mount Zion. In Mount Zion, uh, let me read it again as, as you listen. This is definitely the mountain of God. And this is what is in the mountain of God. But you, are not, but you have come to Mount Zion, the city of God. The mountain of God is the city of God. We have the city of Brisbane, but there is a city called the city of God, and that is the mountain, the mountain of God. The city of the living God, it is the heavenly Jerusalem. We have the earthly Jerusalem in Israel, 
there is a lot of battles going on right now, but there is a heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels of joyful assembly in the mountain of God, the heavenly Jerusalem, the city of God. It says there are thousands upon thousands of angels, angels everywhere. And it says here, this is the description of the mountain, by the way, <clears throat> to the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. There are people already no longer on earth that are in heaven. They are witnessing, they're watching what's going on here. And, and also, you have come to God, the judge of all, of all, all, I start speaking like American here, uh, all, you all. Anyway, it, it's in the mountain of God. It says that you see God, the judge, sitting there. And uh, what others? What other things in the mountain? To the spirits of the righteous made perfect. Verse 24, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. You know, when Jesus left this earth, this is, that is where he works now. That is his office. He's got an office somewhere there by the courts of heaven, watching, and his job is a mediator. Mediator is someone that speaks on your behalf, that fight for you. And when we mess things up, when we do things that are not right, we go to Jesus, and Jesus will speak on our behalf. So this is all happening in this mountain. <clears throat> to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. The name Abel is there as speaks of our offering. This is a place, you know, uh, we do give offering. Offering is part of our worship. And this is the actual place that when we collect offering on earth, the, the treasurer will go and bank your offering. But there is something that's going on in heaven about what you give. So you might, must understand that. There, it's recorded there. What that means in that verse, is, it talks about in this mountain, the mountain of God, when we give our offering, there is a, a, a financial report going back and forth about your offering. For example, so-and-so, if you keep grunting, uh, with grudgingly or cheerfully, it's another topic, but I'm talking about the mountain here. So this whole mountain, it talks about this place, it's an amazing place, two very powerful things in that mountain. One, God the church, is sitting on his throne and judge everything. Some of us have heard the teaching on the courts of heaven. These are many courts in heaven, and this is the church is sitting. Also, in the other part there, there is a house of prayer in this mountain. <clears throat> now, let's read another book. Isaiah 56. It's good to read the Bible on a Saturday morning. Amen. Isaiah 56. Let's uh, look at this. Uh, there's something interesting here. It connects about salvation. I'll read these verses, then I'll tell you what this all means in connection to Mount Refuge Church. And what is God doing today? In Isaiah 56, it says here, in verse, we move on to verse 3, but it talks about, uh, let, read, let, let me read from verse 1. This is what the Lord says. Did you know what we are reading is the word of God? It's not my words. This is what God said. Maintain justice. Maintain justice. There's so much injustice everywhere. And do what is right. For my salvation is close at hand. And my righteousness will soon be revealed. 
This is a prophetic, it says, my righteousness will soon be revealed. It talks about what's coming up, about the future. It's a prophetic word, which is, if you understand God's timing and what God is doing in the world today, this word is exactly what is fulfilling right now. Part of it, the salvation has been coming when Jesus arrived, but it says it's coming. Blessed, verse 2, blessed is the one who does this. The person who holds it fast, who keeps the Sabbath without desecrating it and keeps the hands from doing evil. It talks about justice, righteousness, taking your hands away from evil. Let no, now verse 3, let no foreigner who is bound to the Lord says, the Lord will surely exclude me from his people. Let no eunuch complain, I am only a dry tree. For this is what the Lord says, reading from verse 4. To the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths, who choose that pleases me and hold fast to my covenant, for them I will keep within my temple and its walls a memorial and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name. Verse 6. And foreigners who bind themselves to the Lord to minister to him, to the Lord, the name of God. Now let's move to verse 7. This, let me explain some of these verses for your, uh, if, so you can follow this. God is saying, I want you to do the right thing. I want you to keep justice. Do everything, righteousness. Because something is coming. And he said, let foreigners, foreigners don't say that the Lord is neglecting me, basically. Another part there on verse 3, let eunuchs, eunuka, let the eunuchs, the eunuchs, should not say, I am dry. Then in verse 6, and foreigners, foreigners, don't say to yourself that I am not part of God. Now verse 7, God said, This people I will bring to my holy mountain. Hello everybody. We read in the Hebrews about the mountain of God and the description of what's in there. And in this verse, in this chapter of Isaiah, a prophetic word says, God said, there is a group of people I want to bring into my mountain. What is God's mountain? We read it in Hebrew, right? It's a city of God. It's a place of refuge. It's, it's, it's that place. But God said, I want to bring a group of people from wherever. Abraham said the good, the bad, and the ugly, wherever they are. There is a group of people, I want to bring them into my mountain. So that's where we're up to our reading. Now in verse 7, let me read again. This people, I, this I will bring to my holy mountain and give them joy in my house of prayer. I will bring them in and give them joy in my house of prayer. One of the Key values that I've heard this morning is a place of prayer. A mount of refuge where you come in, a mount, a place that you're going to run into, 
And also, part of the vision of the church is going to be a place of prayer. And Jesus and God said, there are people who want to bring to my mountain first. I want to give them joy. You heard the testimonies this morning. How people struggle and how people they were running, looking for help, looking for refuge. And they entered the church and now they started to smile. The Mount of Refuge is a, is a place where the sad people, the lost people, everywhere needs to come into the church and receive joy. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. That is when people started to, to, to grow. This is a whole prophetic word. And, and the picture of the church today is not just the Mount, of Mount Refuge Church, but this should be all churches. Amen has to be a place and God said bring them in I will give them joy watch this it didn't say the people there will give you joy it's God himself he said me I will give them joy now how does that happen when God works in the lives of the people that is where the joy gets to the foreigners the eunuchs and the strangers that are coming to the house the church will grow when people come and find joy in the work of in, in his in the word of work of the Lord. And also in there, I will give them joy in my house of prayer. And I like the other translation. The King James Version says, I will entertain them in my mountain. Whoa. God said, that place, that church, Pastor Abraham and, and the church. God is going to entertain people in this church. It is God that will bring joy when the people comes. It is God that will entertain people. A lot of people will come like this. And it says here, I will give them the joy in my house of prayer. Did you know the church is supposed to be the house of prayer? When Jesus came and saw what other things that be happening in the church, he was so mad and he said, Hey, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Our understanding of the house of prayer is generally a, pla a place that will come, dear God, give me bread and butter and give me a car, give me this, give me that. In Jesus' name, amen, we go home. The house of prayer is really different and higher level than our normal prayer meetings. I want to take you to the level where what the house of prayer is and how it connects to the church we are opening today. What time for lunch, Abraham? Plenty of time, eh? Woohoo, okay. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. Behave yourself, Elijah. I will entertain men in my house of prayer. Their burnt offering and sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. Did you know that God accepted some offerings and sacrifices and doesn't accept others? There are conditions that we need to meet in order for God to, like for example, the simple fact about giving. It says God loves a cheerful giver. What about a grumpy giver? <laughs> I don't want to go there, but let's focus here on the mountain. Uh, it says the burnt offering and sacrifice are we accepted on my altar. Did you know 
It talks about the smelling of your sacrifice. You can sacrifice your giving, sacrifice your timing, sacrifice your prayer, sacrifice your motives, sacrifice of everything that you do. It needs to be holy before God in order that when he comes to the altar of God, God said, I receive that. When God receives that, he will look out and say, what are his prayer needs? Or he needs more members in the church. Angels? Eunuchs, bring all those uh, foreigners, bring the eunuchs, bring all the rough people out there in the north side, bring them all because they're going to entertain it. Any pastor that is in the house or anybody, you need to entertain people. How do you entertain people? By speaking the truth. When you compromise and water down the gospel, you won't set people free. And when people are set free, they're excited and say, wow. I was running around depressed. We've heard the testimony this morning. But in the house of God, I feel with joy the Lord has entertained me. And this altar is so powerful. And God said here, For my house shall be called the house of prayer for all nations. The sovereign Lord declares, He will gather. I like this last verse here. We're still reading our Bible. I haven't stopped preaching yet. So let's continue. Let's, let me finish on verse 8. The sovereign Lord declares, He who gathers the exiles of Israel, I will gather still others to them besides those already gathered. Hallelujah. Can the whole members of the church stand up? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord God. Keep standing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You see these people here? Keep standing, please. God said, I will gather still others to them beside those who already gathered. Did you know God is saying today, this is also a prophetic moment in this message, in this God said, I'm going to gather a lot of people. I'm going to put your hands up. Put your hands up if you're part of this church and let me pray. Father God, I pray for the eunuchs. I pray, Lord God, for the foreigners. I pray for the strangers. I pray, Father, for the sick. I pray, Father, for those who are looking for refuge. I pray, Lord, for those who are with mental health. I pray for those who have no homes. I pray for the homeless. I pray, Father, for all those who need refuge, Lord God. Call them to come. Come. Come forth in the name of Jesus. Come. Come into the mount of refuge. Lord God, this is not man's church. This is your church. This is your mountain. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that the people shall come. The people come. Lord, I pray in open heaven in the name of Jesus. Father God, this place will be prepared with fire for your Holy Spirit. Father God, let them come and be entertained, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's give a hand for the Lord. Let's give a hand for God. That is beautiful. That is what God says. He will gather. Thank you. Thank you, church. Get ready because God said, I'm going to gather others who are not yet come. Yes, of course. Of course. Of course. Cast course. Abraham is your language. I'm started to kill here. We know that people come to church. But one thing is bringing to church and another thing is entertaining them, entertaining them in the house of God. Amen. 
So let me move on to something, some, some of the thoughts. I have some thoughts here about this idea. There are three types of people here that the prophetic word uh, is talking about. One, the foreigners. Who are the foreigners? There you find that in verse, uh, verse 3. Let no foreigners who is bound to the Lord says, the Lord will surely exclude me from his people. If you are a member of the church already, you know in church life, and I know sometimes we think we are excluded from the church. And it says here, do not have that type of language in the church. Do not think like that. It works both ways. New people that are coming to church, I understand there will be new people part of this church, and, and they will come. It takes both sides to work on the relationship inside a new church. So the foreigners, the new people, they just joined the church, will not say, ah, oh, they do their own things, they're not coming in. And, and so it says here, if you are in that situation, it says, let no foreigner say that I am excluded. In a church that operated from the mountain of God, it is an inclusive church. We need include to include every person that comes in. Because sometimes in church life, when some people come with tattoos and, and uh, rings here and hats on there, Pastor Abraham and all that, we got to accept and accept everybody. So those people will not say, hmm, when they have their groups, they neglected me. So there are two things. If you are a foreigner, don't ever think like that. And if you are already in God's people, don't ever make foreigners become foreign inside the church. And also, it says here, and let, verse 7 again, let no eunuch complain, I am only a dry tree. What does that mean? What is a eunuch? Leunuka. I wonder if I yale eunuka wa omatu too. Don't let the eunuch think I'm just a dry tree. It goes both ways. There will be people coming out to look for refuge that are so dry. Some of them will be Christians that are so flat out dry. And when they come into the mountain of God, it is a place where they will become water again. They will become entertained. They will become started to grow. And in the new church, in the Mount Refuge Church, it is a place for the eunuch. It is a place for those who say, I have no hope. I am so dry. I used to go to the church. I'm so off. When you come to a church that is operating on the mountain anointing, they were started to produce. They were no longer dry. On the other side, there are people also sitting in church that are so dry. What does the Bible here say? Let no eunuch, let me read it. To the eunuch who keep my Sabbath, let no eunuch complain, I am only a dry tree. Have you ever heard of people saying, hmm, I'm going to look for another church. I'm dry here. I'm not getting fit. Uh, Abraham's theology is funny. <laughs> if you are talking like that, you are a eunuch. You need, 
You need to know how God can entertain you in his mountain. And also, there are times, some of us, we feel so dry and we start talking how dry we are. And God is saying to us this morning, do not talk like that. What does that mean? We must change the way we talk in church. We must have a mindset that always believe by faith when you go, because there are patches of dryness we face, and when we go through those moments, we shall say, with God, I can do it. With God, I can still be part of the youth group. With God, I'm going to support the... I came and preached at the church the other day. One lady, that was the one that was sharing a testimony. I've heard the story. She saw Pastor Saul was mopping the floor or whatever. Well, Abraham was choking. And, and then uh, I've heard that she went and bought a mop or something like that and said, the blower. Yeah, I know it's the blower. Anyway, and then, and then she went ahead and started praying new in the church. The reason why people dry in church is because they just sit there and complain. Kato shikam. They just sit and complain. If you want to work and while in the church, do something. Do something. Don't just sit in church and do nothing. It makes you dry and complain. So pastors, if you're a pastor here, if you see people complaining, you know they are dry. Wow, out. I'll keep the other part of the message to, to preach another time. But let's continue the last part here. Verse 6. And foreigners who bind themselves to the Lord to the midst to them, to the name of the Lord, going down to um, verse 8. It talks about foreigners. So foreigners, eunuchs, uh, the third group of people are those who are rejected. You found three types of people. The foreigners, the eunuchs, are the eunuchs are those who can't produce. Did you know that there is no such thing as old age in the spiritual realm? In the natural, yes, we become old. Once I was younger, a little bit younger, now I'm a little bit old. In a spiritual realm, your spirit keeps growing and growing and matured and grow and grow. And it says here, foreigners, there is no such thing as exclusion, exclusion. Eunuchs, there is no such thing as dryness in God. You know, I like that. I sent up something last week. It's, it's an article. It talks about churches today. And it's so dry churches. So routine in the church. It's like, that's why we need the power of God. That is why we need the supernatural. That is basically, according to the context of this message, that is why we need to operate from the mountain of God. God said, you, you live enough in the Mount Zion. It's time to move on. Sorry, in Mount Sinai. It's time to move on to Mount Zion. Amen. And God said, I will gather a lot of that type of people. Pastor Abraham, God said, yes, it's a general prophecy. General prophecies are 
prophetic, this whole word of God. Messianic prophecy is about Jesus coming. But there are personal prophecies. And I feel this general prophecies is also a personal prophecy for the church. I will gather a lot of hopeless people to the Mount of Refuge. You watch out. Those who are part of the church, a lot of people will be there. Now let me come to the last part of this message. Did you know not everybody can operate from the mountain of God? That doesn't mean you are not saved. Yes, we are all accepted by God. But there are some things we need to do. So far you know what a mountain of God is. You know what God wants to happen in his mountain. To bring the hopeless, bring people that are rejected out there, that are dry, that are excluded to his place. Now the last part is, how can you operate from the mountain of God? The mountain of God is a holy place. If you look just a few verses at the beginning of Isaiah 56, it says, maintain justice. Did you know what? Did you know God wants us to do, live on righteousness, justice, holiness, good motives, good heart? Now let me use David. David said in Psalm 121, where shall I go for help? He didn't, it didn't say that I shall go to the river or down there somewhere. He said, I'm going to the mountain where my help comes from. And my help comes from the Lord. And it says in that verse, he will never sleep, he will never slumber, he watches over you night and day. Then David said, I want to go to the mountain, but in Psalm 24, he gave some qualifications on how to get to the mountains, to that mountain. By the way, it's not at Mount Kufa because it's not a physical mountain. In case after the service someone starts walking mountains looking for what I'm talking about, I know you know. And he said in Psalm 24, those who can go to the mountain of God are those with clean hands, clean heart, and clean talk. The mouth is clean, the hands is clean, and the heart is clean. So many Christians that carry rubbish in their hearts. If you carry rubbish in your heart, you have no place to operate from the mountain of God. So many Christians full of unforgiveness, bitterness, ugliness. It's yuck. Hmm. If you want to operate from the mountain of God, do righteousness. Live holy. Get rid of that. If you look go back to Psalm 24, it says, only he or she with clean hands, clean heart, and clean mouth. In the Psalm Bible, it says, now it doesn't lie. Beautiful talk, beautiful mouth. 
So what usually happens, if your heart is clean, your mouth also clean. When your heart and your mouth is clean, your actions are clean. Amen. Clean heart, clean mouth, clean actions, clean church, entertain strangers, people will come and grow. People will come and grow. Anybody, any pastor, any leader that play politics, that play motives, that doesn't speak the truth, those times are gone. We now need to operate from the mountain of God where there is holiness, there is righteousness, there is justice, there is humility, there is peace, and there is reality. Amen. What did I talk about this morning? I spoke about the mountain of God. What is the mountain of God? You discover that in Hebrew 12, it's a city of God where God judged from and where God entertained from. Who are the people that God wants to come into? Only one with clean hands, clean hearts. Now the question is, what about other Christians? Aren't they allowed to go there? Aren't they allowed to go there? This is what the difference, everybody is allowed to go there. It is God so love us. But the level of how you operate from the mountain of God and from the valley of man determines on how clean your hands are, how clean your heart is, and how clean your mouth is. How holiness you walk in. How purity you walk in. How righteousness are you at. Micah 6 verse 8. God said. What is required of me. But to walk humbly before God. To walk in the righteousness of God. To walk in humility with God. So many bright people out there. Bright makes you fall. We are entering a new time. Now let me finish with this. In the mountain of God, there are so many things we read about. It's a whole list there. Each one of those is a seminar of what each of those things are. But let me bring only two things that are there. It says it's a place of God the judge. And also it's a place for the, for the house of prayer. The mountain of God it's the city of God that God lives in, and that's where God operates from, the holiness of the God that we worship, the God that owns this church, and many things in that place. But there are two things I want to bring as we come to the end. The courts of God where God judge and the house of prayer. What are these two, two things? The courts of God is a place to clean your hands. It is a car wash, spiritual car wash. And maybe that's a weak word, example. It's a place where you clean your mouth. It's a place that cleans your heart. It's a place that cleans your system. It cleans your thinking. It cleans your mindset. It cleans your everything it cleans. It is a place where you keep coming to God every time you identify an ugliness in you. It is a place where come, God, I'm so sorry. 
Yes, I rang yesterday and I know it was a wrong motive of that phone call. Please forgive me. You keep doing that. The more you do, the more you clean before God. In the mountain of God, there is also a place called the place, my house of prayer. What happened in the house of prayer? The house of prayer is a place where you control things from. Amen. It is a place where you decree and declare and things shift in the heavenlies. And that's my message tomorrow at our church. The Elijah anointing. Elijah was a man that said to Ahab, Ahab, your hands are so dirty, your heart is so ugly, and your words are so naughty. <laughs> and he said, this is 1 Kings 17, he said in verse 1, Ahab, because of that, there'll be no more rain. No more rain, mate. Next free, no more rain, except when I say something. That is the level where we live in now. That is operating from the mountain of God. When sickness comes, sickness, you say sickness, get out of here. Anyway, I hope the Lord has blessed us with this word and I pray that as we continue our celebration, we shall be a church that operates from the mountain of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I give thanks to you. I give honor. We give praise unto you, Lord God. Lord, you are a holy God. And the word says we need to be holy for you are holy. Father God, I pray on behalf of everybody that's sitting here. With anything, Lord God, that is not right in our lives. Our hands, our words, our thinking, our motives, our mindset, and how we judge others and, and, and bring those things. Lord, I ask that you forgive us. Everybody that's sitting here, I'm, sp I'm praying and intercede on your behalf and on my behalf. Lord, I ask for your forgiveness. Cleanse your people, Lord God, so we can get ready for the mission of making disciples that we can accept when the foreigners comes in, we don't have dirty thinking about them. When other cultures walk in, Lord God, you died on a cross for everybody, Jesus. Some of us sometimes, we don't like other cultures. We, don't, we just want our group. Father, forgive us. Lord, I also pray for others that will come dry up as eunuch, even us in the church, that we say things that we shouldn't say. Forgive your people, oh God, today. Lord, I pray your blessing over Mount Refuge Church and the whole of us sitting here today. Lord, I pray that we will get to understand more of the revelation of the mountain of God so we can move up and operate from the place where you originally designed us when you said, let them rule. We give thanks and honor to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you.